Traveling Podcast, everyone. I'm so happy that you're here. I hope that you've been enjoying our series so far on You Aren't Alone in That. Today, we're going to discuss insecurities that keep us stuck. And the reason why we're discussing this is because when I took that poll on what people wanted to hear about, this was by far one of the biggest ones. And I think it's safe to say that all of us at some point in time really struggle with insecurities to the point that they actually keep us stuck and keep us from moving forward. So for anyone who feels stuck in their insecurities and feel like these beliefs that they have about themselves has held them back, this is for you and I really hope it encourages you. So before we get started, as usual, I just want to thank the people who have taken the time to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't yet and you feel like you like this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to do so. It's really quick. You just go on to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and you can literally just click the number of stars that you think it deserves. And also share this podcast with your friends who it would encourage. I really, the whole point of this is that I want to encourage as many people as possible. And so I so appreciate you sharing your rating, your reviews, and your um, subscribing. So thank you guys. And let's get started. All right, so as I started thinking about insecurities and what I could say at this point, it started to feel a little bit cheesy, I'm not going to lie, because I wanted to come on here and just say... Don't believe any of your insecurities. You're good enough. You're great. You're wonderful. And I do think those things, just to be clear. But me telling you those things isn't how we overcome insecurities. I think a lot of us actually do look for affirmation from people to overcome insecurities, but that doesn't work. We're going to have to figure something else out on our own. We're going to have to come to a new belief and new truth about who we are and where security actually comes from. So the reason why I titled this insecurities that keep us stuck is because the word stuck is something that I hear from women all the time and it is something I have experienced in my own life quite a bit. This feeling of not knowing how to move forward, feeling paralyzed, feeling unsure, um, and just feeling stuck. And so sometimes it's not the circumstances in our life. Sometimes it's not the people around us that is keeping us stuck. Sometimes it's our own insecurities that do that. Sometimes it's the beliefs that we have about ourselves that are actually keeping us more stuck than anything else. So I'm going to give a few examples of things that I've heard recently and things that I've heard repetitively. Um, so somebody who hates their job and they're miserable there, they're not treated well there, but they continue to stay at their job because they don't think that anyone else would ever hire them. They don't think that they have a good enough skill set to ever find another job where they could find more, more joy or be treated better. Or someone who stays in an unhealthy and abusive relationship because they don't believe that anyone else would ever love them. Or because they don't believe that they could actually do life on their own. That this abuse is and this abuse in this relationship is better than being alone, meaning that they don't trust that they could take care of themselves. Another one I hear a lot is someone who wants to have a better social life and they want to make more friends, but they don't want to put themselves out there because they don't think that anyone will like them. They don't think that they're fun enough. They don't think that they're bubbly enough or outgoing enough um, because they're shy or more introverted. They feel like they just won't make friends. And so that fear of feeling awkward or not being included or just things going poorly in those situations keeps them from even trying. I've also heard people say before that 
it's their insecurities about how they look that are keeping them from putting themselves out there, that they are not going to start dating, they're not going to go to that Bible study, they're not going to do any of that because they haven't lost the weight yet, and they could never show themselves in public or try to create relationships when they're at this weight. Another example would be someone who feels called to start something. Maybe it's a business or a ministry, or maybe someone who feels called to expand something in their life, but again, they just don't feel like they're smart enough to do that, or they just feel like people would look at them and be like, you can't do that, you're not equipped enough, or maybe if it's a ministry, they just don't feel spiritual enough. So in all these examples, we can see how easy it is for insecurities to keep us feeling stuck. Like we don't know how to move forward because there is this fear that the insecurities are true and that these bad things will happen from it. So honestly, we could probably do an entire series just on insecurity because it's such a big struggle for all of us, I think, that we all have these insecurities one way or the other. And that's why I want to let you know you are not alone in this. If this is something that is resonating with you, that you're like, oh, this is me and I feel so stuck, you are not alone. That being said, throughout the rest of this podcast, we are going to talk about how to change this way of thinking because God did not intend this for your life. He did not make you and then think and hope that this one, she's going to be insecure forever. These insecurities are not from God. And so because of that, we know that we need to fight them because that means that we are not living in the fullness of the life that he wants for us. So right off the bat, I'm going to talk about something that we hear a lot that I have said to many people and that you have said to many people and that we probably all said to many people. And that is this idea that you are enough. And I mean, I have said that to a lot of people a lot. Like, you're enough, don't listen to those lies, blah, 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 blah. So here's the thing. We need to fundamentally start thinking differently about what us being enough actually means. Because the truth is that when it comes to us fulfilling our purpose and our plan for our life, we are not enough. And so if I was being honest with people, sometimes I would actually just say, yeah, you're right, you're not enough. (laughs) I'm not enough. Mother Teresa isn't enough. On our own, none of us are enough. Not even close. Can you imagine if that was my motto in life? Or like what I used with my clients? Just like, yeah, you're not enough. Or that was like a bumper sticker. Probably wouldn't sell well. But the truth is that on our own, we are not enough to complete the plan for our life. But with God, we are. God makes us enough. We don't make ourselves enough. And I think that that is something that is literally the polar opposite message that we get from our culture and from society. But here's the thing. We were never meant to be enough on our own. There's a reason why we were made to need God to be so dependent on him. We absolutely need him. That's how it was meant to be. God did not make us and then think, you know, or want us to just go out on the earth and not think about him and not depend on him and just be totally self-sufficient. He made us to need him. So there's nothing wrong with not being enough, but you do need to come to terms with it, that you're right, you're not enough for everything that you need in this life. You're you're not going to be able to do it all on your own. No one is. 2 Corinthians 3.5 says, Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our our competence comes from God. John 15.5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We are not enough on our own and that's okay. So that is 
the foundation of this podcast to know that all on our own, we are not going to be enough. We are, we have weakness. We all fall short of the glory of God. And I really wanted to share that because I think that it's super freeing to know that God's not expecting you to be perfect or to be enough or to get everything done on your own. And if God's not expecting that of you, why should you or why should anyone else? It's kind of crazy that we do this. If God isn't expecting us to do everything and be everything to everyone all the time, why would we? Okay, I'll, I'll stop on that tangent, but I'm going to go to another point because I know that some of you listening to this have insecurities because people have spoken these things into you. You feel certain ways about yourself because you've actually been told these things from people who were probably pretty hurt themselves. Whether that's parents when you were younger or kids at school growing up or throughout your life, how friends treated you or maybe even your spouse now, you might have quote-unquote proof that these insecurities are true because of what people have said to you. But the truth is that the only person who gets to determine your worth is the one who created you. No one else gets to have a say in your worth. And so a huge part of overcoming insecurities is by recognizing who you are trying to please and whose opinion of you you're giving the most power and focus to. Are you focusing on man's opinion of you or God's opinion of you? Because here's the thing, no matter what we're doing, people will always try to pull us down because of their own issues. This is what hurt people do. They hurt people and they, people who are wounded try to wound other people. That is the reality of this life and there are going to be people who disagree with you. They're going to disagree with your um, motives, even like what God's plan is for you. There's going to be some people who don't like it, but it is not your job to meet their approval. It is not your job to please them. And so that's one thing for those of you who are really struggling with insecurities and really feeling stuck, I would encourage you to really look inside and think, whose approval are you trying to gain here? Who are you listening to? And if it's not your creator, well, then that's part of the problem. And this is coming from somebody who absolutely hates when people are mad at me, when people don't like me, when people think I'm wrong, or especially when I am actually wrong. Any sort of criticism, I just don't like it. And I know, I know nobody really likes that, but like, I'm, this is coming from someone who is super sensitive to all these things, and so I'm not trying to make it sound like it's a simple thing to do. I know it's not. But throughout even this whole writing and podcasting journey for me, I have had to come to terms with the fact that people are not going to agree with me and they're not going to like it. I have gotten a lot of different messages from people, and I know I've talked about this before, people telling me that I'm wrong in certain areas and that how could I be doing this and people just calling me names and um, that has been super hard, but I keep coming back to I'm not doing this for them. This isn't, even if everyone in the world hated it, if God is going to continue to call me to something, I need to do it. That's why I'm put on this earth. And so I know that that can feel like a super radical change of mind if you have been living your whole life trying to please people, which I have. I have been a people pleaser for a lot of my life. And so I am really trying to rewire my entire brain that it's not about them. It's not even about me. This is about God and God using me and me being obedient. My insecurities definitely flare up all the time, but I have to just remind myself that they're not coming from God. God would never tell me that I'm stupid or that I have no place in this world or whatever. That's not coming from God. And so I know that now. I'm very aware that that's not God's voice. And so I have to use that knowledge to know that I can't 
I can't listen to it and I can't base my life on what the enemy is saying to me or what culture is saying to me or what somebody on Facebook Messenger is saying to me. And so I do have so much compassion for the person who's sitting here listening and just thinking, I don't even know how to live my life not completely in self-hatred because that's all I've ever known. Some people from early childhood, all they can remember is thoughts about not being good enough. Some people have been living in their insecurities for so long that they don't even recognize it. That their negative thoughts have become so automatic in their brain that these thoughts occur without them even knowing. It's just, it feels like it's almost a part of who they are. Because this is what happens. The more you think a thought, the more deeply ingrained that thought becomes in your brain and then the more automatic it happens. So if you've been thinking this stuff your whole life, I imagine that it feels very very heavy and impossible to think about actually changing your brain. But from a science perspective, it is totally possible to change and rewire your brain. And from a God perspective, he can literally heal anything. So you may need to start by paying attention to and slowing down your brain so that you can understand what it is that you're believing about yourself. What are these insecurities that are continuously popping up? And honestly, and this is a journey and a process of what I'm about to say, but you are going to essentially need to do like an entire brain overhaul where you're going to start seeing yourself differently. And by differently, I mean truthfully. And this is not to say that there isn't anything in your life that you could work on. Of course there is. There's a million things I could work on in my life too that I am trying to work on. None of us are perfect. And I'm not saying that just remain as you are. God is always calling us to growth and to be more like him. But God does not change our hearts by shaming us. That is the enemy. And so it's really important to get that straight on who's talking, on whose voice it is that we're listening to. And so if you are one of those people who just feel like insecurities have been a part of your whole life, something I like to do with my clients is um, have them go back to a memory in life where they, like one of their early, early memories um, where they believed a lie about themselves. Or maybe it was the first time they felt really stupid or embarrassed or um, maybe the first time that they felt really excluded or whatever it might be. And they go back into that memory and I have them view their younger self as if it's not them. So it's just like a young girl that they're going back to and looking at for whatever reason because we're so much harder on ourselves when we look at that person as if it's not ourself we tend to have more compassion and then I have them just tell that younger person like acknowledge the lie that they're about to believe and then also tell them what the truth is in this moment it's such a simple practice but it is something that can start retraining your brain a lot of people find it super powerful and sometimes very emotional, but I would recommend that if you need to do that, try it. Give it a go. Go, go back to that younger you and see what comes up for you and what, how you would want to protect that younger you. What truth did they need to hear that no one was telling them at that time? What you might just find is that you come out of it and think, oh, maybe I'm not stupid. Maybe I just didn't get, have great guidance at that time. Or maybe it's something like, you know, maybe my looks don't make me unlovable. Maybe the person who had said those comments to me were actually just hurting too, and I happen to be the easy target there. It can honestly be a pretty heartbreaking experience when you start to recognize that the insecurities have been so false and just been a lie all along that it, there's almost a sense of grief that you've spent years believing these things that have stolen so much joy, stolen so much joy from you. And so let's not get 10 years from now and still not have done any of that work. We don't want to get 10 years from now and you still looking back on this day and think, gosh, I wish I would have tried then. 
so that the, these next 10 years or these last 10 years weren't so miserable of me believing lies. And just to clarify, when I am talking about lies, I am talking about the things of feeling like I'm not lovable, I don't have a purpose in my life, I'm, I can't be used, these kinds of things that are actually blatant lies in the eyes of God, of what God says about you. They are absolute lies. Now there is a difference, again, kind of going back to what I had said at the beginning about us not being enough on our own. There are some things that are true about us that also don't feel great. For instance, I have a really hard time, if not impossible time, balancing everything in my life perfectly. I don't even know if balance is a real thing, but I know that I cannot be 100% the best mom, the best wife, the best therapist, the best writer, the best daughter, the best friend, all at the same time. I have limits, I have weaknesses, I have my own brokenness, and I burn out. We are all in that same boat where we have capacity for what we can do. And so in those kinds of things, I think it is important to acknowledge like, yeah, I, I can't do it all. And that is where God's strength comes in, right? I believe it's 2 Corinthians 12 that says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness. He goes on to say, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. God fills in the gaps of our weakness. It's in those places where we feel just, I cannot do it anymore, that his power is seen. Our weaknesses are not something to be ashamed of. We all have them. And again, this kind of goes back to that idea that this is how it was created. We were not created to be God. We were created to be human, and that's okay. So I'm going to wrap this up now, but I do just want to add that if you are serious about finding freedom from insecurities and not that you will never have an insecurity again, again, it's more of just not walking in the insecurity. Like we can have insecure thoughts come into our head and not just believe that they're true. We can just say, okay, you're there. I'm going to choose to believe something else. I'm going to choose to believe God's truth. But what you're going to have to know is that this does take work. You are not just going to suddenly become uninsecure. Uninsecure? I don't know if that's a word. Not insecure. That, that it takes work. It takes getting into the word. It takes this idea of um, renewing your mind, which is a process, but you will have to work at it. And that might mean on your own. That might mean with a small group. It might mean with a therapist, but it will take work and adamant work. But I promise you that it is so, so worth it to do this work, that to know, like, to be able to get to a place where you can just understand how God feels about you and that, again, it, this life isn't even about you. There is so much freedom in that, to know that you are put here for a reason and that if you're following God, you're going you're gonna to get there and that he is fighting on your behalf and he's with you. Um, it's just very freeing because then you realize that this it's not all on your shoulders. It's not even um, your own plan. It's his. And so I just pray that you all will feel comforted by the idea that, yeah, you might not be enough, but that God is more than enough and that he loves you so much and he is excited and really wants to walk this journey with you because he's got big things in store. So thank you all so much for listening. I really hope that this podcast helps you in some way. And I hope you'll come back next week. Bye.